Welcome to the MinMax Podcast, a place for adventurers and friends. You join us as we delve deeper into the fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. A recap of Session 10. We investigate the wolf cave, this gross-ass pool filled with blight water. We're pretty sure it's fed from an underground stream. Noala has a good idea of where it is. She leads us to the area. Before we venture off, she gives us some potions. As we move into the blight, things get worse and worse. There's rings of degradation. We encounter more of the viney plant monsters, but these ones seem weaker and go down like bitches. We find a portal made of brambles. We try to burn it down, which doesn't really work. Vorn tries some druidy shit, and we're able to pass through. Fucking secret doors. Secret Where's mechanisms this? to open up obvious doors. It will cause the door to... It starts, like, growing backwards. Making that growing sound. And then it reveals... Boiling tar pit or something? The mud bath. I'm gonna go dive in. In this map, there is, like, right past the door, there is this, what looks like a... a pit of bubbling miry mud there also appears to be like three corrals with the doors open which is not what i was expecting all right i'm gonna go through the scene here with you on the other side of the wall of brambles is a yard that's dominated by three large wooden cages and a pool of bubbling sludge a wretched looking horse stands in one of the cages while another cage is filled with a swarm of gigantic rats covered in white blisters. The third pen looks empty, but it appears to be built around a small cave located in the hillside. There's also another cave entrance on the north side near one of the pens. Just as you guys walk in here, a couple of things happen all at once. You notice that there are two orcs standing one just outside the cage with the horse and one just outside the cage with the rats now as soon as the door opens both of the orcs open the core their corresponding cages and they step inside and then close the doors they have <laughs> oh hello adventurers let us just put us in uh, <laughs> in these cages with these dangerous animals and take care of ourselves for you see yes well, we just want to prove that we're not a threat, is, is really all they're doing. That's all they're doing. Perfect. No just, we don't want to be killed. I mean, no, I, we understand that we're orcs in a spooky area. We don't want that to fool you into thinking archetypical things of us. This is just a place where we're living. Nobody else is here. The rent is low. The atmosphere is not the greatest, but it's cheap. So please don't kill us. I believe them. Brothers. None of that actually happens. They sick the corresponding animals on you. Yeah, that's how archetypical. Yeah, yeah it's more appropriate, right. right? I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a half orc too. I'm gonna talk to them and be like, "Brethren, let's go frolic in the woods together." No, they're not. They're not half orcs, bro. Those are full blown orcs. Yeah, they don't, they don't like they fucking racist assholes. All right, so I see them open the gates. Do I have reaction? Uh, no, no. We're actually jumping right into combat. The thing here is gonna be that they need. They're gonna need to use their actions during combat to open the gates. So that's going to be that's gonna be when they do it. You can see them go to open the gates, but now that we're in initiative, they're going to have to use their turns to open those gates. Initiative! Initiative, please. I get 23. Varnak is a 28. I got 10. Damn. Mouthful of food, I got 23. So you guys got really high on your initiatives here. 
first action here is actually going to be Varnak. Varnak goes first with a 28. How far is that, 5 to? Uh, 85 to uh, Orc 2. 85 is. Yep, that's what I counted. You know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't play into their game. Funnel them. Funnel them to us. Let them run past this fucking mire of mud. Can I see orc number two from where I'm at? That's just the one straight across. Straight I would across. say, yeah, you can. Let me double check quick draw. Okay, so it says you interact to draw a weapon, then strike with that weapon. Does that mean it's only melee? Is strike only melee? Or? No. Strike's not strike, only melee. Strike is anything, right? Yeah, strike is something you're making an attack roll with from what I gather. Then yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah, I will quick draw my bow and then shoot at it. And that's a single action. That is a single action. All right. So then go ahead and make your ranged strike. I get a 10. I'm guessing that doesn't hit. 10 does miss. Uh, so it's still only one action. I'm going to keep shooting just because I can. Hoping for that 20. I get a 6 on the second one. Oh, six and then this one's hit. at a minus 5, so that's a 5. Those are not good rolls. All three arrows, shoot, 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 miss, miss, miss. Then after Varnak, orc number two there, the one that you're shooting at, he reaches over, he uses his first action to unlock the gate door. And this is the eastern gate, the one that's holding the two rats with the white spots on them. And uses his second action to open the door. And then his third action to draw his weapon. Yeah, he's going to pull out a javelin. Oh my. Are you scared, Plum? I know no. I spears and checked into you before. <laughs> <laughs> Plum gets a little, little PTSD. Alright, then after that orc, actually the large horse, it's the horse's turn. Does it look somewhat mutated? Um, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show the party a picture of this horse. It's a stone horse? It's a stone horse. It is, in fact, it does look like a stone horse. Its eyes are glowing red. Its hooves seem to be made of metal. They have spikes on the front of the hooves. And uh, it looks impatient. Very, very impatient back where it's at. Behind a locked cage door. It can't do anything, but it kind of paces back and forth in the small space it has to work with. Plum, it is your turn. Would you say I have line of sight to orc number two from where I'm at? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Fantastic. Ray of Frost is 120 foot range, so that's what I'm going to do. That'll Spell work. Spell attack at orc number two. I will get a... I roll a nine. I get a 17 to hit it. 17 does hit. Fantastic. I will deal him five frosty damage. And five. Uh, that's damage. two actions. I want to look... Does it look like I could climb on this shrubbery? And not if you want to get a bunch of thorns in your hands. There are big, mm -hmm. wicked, cruel barbs on these things. Okay. Um, then I think I am simply done. I will end my turn. Then after Plum, it is Vorn's turn. I will take my first action to get in the back of the line. Because somehow I ended up in the front again, and fuck that. And I will ray a frost, just like uh, David did. I roll a uh, mat one. That's gonna miss. Like you hit, you hit the, like the the wall before you don't even make it like through the opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say that. Also, good time for me to point out the the entire party is still beyond the other side. They still haven't entered into this yard. And then after Vorn, 
one of the rats starts making its way out of the cage. Okay, the first rat runs all the way across the yard from behind the cage. Uses all three of its actions to try to get towards the party, and he still can't make it there all the way. Then, second icy rat does the exact same thing. Runs across the entire yard, but doesn't quite make it beyond the bush wall to get to the party. Daru. Do you think I could interact and grab two potions with one around? Yeah, I don't see why not. I'm assuming, are you talking about one interact action? Yeah, to grab. Oh, that'd be interact action per whatever you're doing. Alright, well, I'll interact to grab the bark scone potion. Okay. Drink it. I'll interact to grab my lesser mutagen that I got off Halid. Ooh. And I suppose end my turn. Orc number one, the one next to the the north cage, the one that holds the stone horse, uses his first action to unlock the cage, second action to open the door, and his third action to draw what looks like a small dagger. It looks like a dagger uh, that he's holding in between his the fingers. It's it's called an orc knuckle dagger. That's cool. So he's got his Let's say it's like a dagger, punch, like, punching dagger. Sort of, except for the blade kind of goes through and in between his fingers. And so he holds it in a fist. And he pulls that out. After his turn, we go back to the top of the order. Varnak, you're up. Dropping a weapon, what kind of... Is that free action. Still? So the horse hasn't... Did the horse not delay? It just didn't decide not to do anything? The horse. How does ready work? It costs two actions. And what it does, if I remember correctly, I'll have to look this up now too, just to make sure. Okay, so choose a single action or free action you can use and designate a trigger. So it's two actions to get one action. But you get to use it whenever your trigger is met. Can I see Icy Rat too from where I'm standing? Um, yeah. I'm going to designate him uh, my hunt prey, and I'm going to shoot at him. I get a 21 to hit it. 21 does hit. We'll deal it three damage and then I will attempt to hit it again and my reading of flurry is just as attacks doesn't say melee or ranged or anything so I'm okay. assuming that works for this also with the reduced penalty and this is using which ability the hunter's edge flurry yes it's using the flurry from hunter's edge you have trained to unleash a devastating flurry of attacks upon your prey your multiple attack penalty for attacks against your hunted prey is minus three. Minus two is an agile weapon on your second attack of the turn instead of minus five and minus six on your third or subsequent attacks of the turn instead of minus ten. Yeah, I guess you're right. It doesn't really state that it's melee specific. It, I mean, it would really be unfair to do that because there's nothing. None of the other ones would necessarily be only for ranged or anything like that. I see. Okay. Okay. So, so Flurry does work with a bow then. Okay. Cool. So I will shoot at it again. And that's a seven, so I'm thinking that's not going to hit. That's a miss. And that's two more arrows. I'm done. And I am actually keeping track of my arrows. Are you really? Wow. I am. Really. Wow. Accountant. Yeah. It's actually really not that hard in, in Fantasy Grounds. You just tell it how many arrows you have and then you start checking them off. <laughs> It is now the orc that opened the cage that held the icy rats. It's his turn. And he moves across the yard and kind of, uh, he removes himself from being in line of sight of the party by moving out to aside the door. And he pulls up next to the, the thorny barrier. And after that orc's turn is the large 
stone horse's turn. It tramples orc number one. Kills it till it's dead. No. No, he'll... So it's, uh, it's blocking up the doorway. It's basically standing in the doorway. So you can't see beyond it. But it used all three of its actions to get up there. And now it is Plum Pargata's turn. Well, we are going to just unleash all hell on this horse. First thing I'm going to do is take an action to move back to here. Um, I'm just moving back about 10 feet, just getting back as far as I can while still having line of sight. Then I'm going to use my most powerful direct spell, which is Hydraulic Push, which requires me to make a spell attack. That is a level one spell. One of the four I can cast for the day. All right. By spell attack, I roll a two. I am going to hero point that. Hey. Use my hero, hero point. point and uh, re-roll that. I roll a three. I get a total of 11. I do not hey, believe I have hit with Hydraulic Push since session one. Yeah, where you hit the the wolves with it. Yep, I do not believe I have hit with it since. Uh, that is you, going to be the end of the, my turn. You hit the bear with it, didn't you? Didn't you push that bear back? Oh, yeah, you're right. I think I did hit the bear with it. Never mind. I've hit with it twice, and I've rolled it many times. No, more than twice. In- including re-rolls, yeah. Yeah, I am done. All right. After Plum, it is Vorn's turn. So is there a... Uh skill check of any sort I can make on the horse to try to figure out what it is I mean apart from the fact it's a fucking stone horse like how is there a stone horse what is it (laughs) weaknesses strengths I mean this is a completely unique creature for reasons I'll get into later with you I'm gonna say save yourself the seek knowledge roll save yourself the action because I, I can't give you any information about it. You won't get any information from it. Alright. I don't know what I want to throw at a stone horse. Rocks. Brownies. Let's throw fire at it. No. Lightning. No. Acid? I mean, Blood. generally acid is good against, like, armor, so it could be good against stone. Water? Tyler's face no. is telling me otherwise. I don't oh. have water. I have frost. Ray of Frost is the only one I think. Oh yeah, ice ice opens up cracks in stone and tears it apart. Fire a Ray of Frost at the horse. Big brain time. Sounds good. Go ahead and give me your spell attack. Let's let's apply some real world physics into our make believe. Eighteen to hit. (laughs) Eighteen does hit. Should I even roll damage? Yeah. Six. You deal six damage to the stone horse. It's dead. Yep. Now it's totally dead. No, it's not. We win. No, it does seem to deal all that damage, too. Vorn, you still have one more action, correct? Yeah, I'm not going to do shit with it, though. Nothing? Not even going to move farther away? No, because it's got to go through you guys to get to me. Not that hard. (laughs) All right. It's called Overrun. (laughs) Then, after Vorn, it is one of the Icy Rat's turns. It's going to move up to Varnak. And it is going to bite at you, Varnak. Gets a nine to hit. That does not hit. I don't think so. Okay, so then it misses with its first jaw attack. It is going to uh, make a second attack with its jaws. And this time gets an eight to hit. Uh, Still no. That is a miss. All right, so I see rat one is finished. Which means the second one goes. He strides up to Daru. And he goes to bite at Daru. Daru does a 15 hit. No. All right. 
and he's gonna take another bite at you. He rolls a natural one. Wow, uh, that didn't be very good at all. It's Daru's turn. All right, I'll take the potion that I had in my hand. Okay, and that's the lesser juggernaut mutagen. Yep. And I will swing down on this rat in front of me here. Oh, oh shit! Dear God. Eight. On a natural 20? No, that definitely hits, and it is, in fact, a critical hit. 14 damage. Daru completely smashes this rat's skull into the ground. Fuck rats. And it does. It dies. Is as you bring the hammer down on the rat's skull, it explodes, and I take 3d6 damage. <laughs> it explodes <laughs> in a burst of frozen fur and bone. Give me a reflex save. I have to ask: Is this because it died or because of the critical? Uh, I won't tell you. <laughs> Tell us on the uh, other one. Don't worry, we'll find out once I critically kill the next one. <laughs> Everybody, uh, let's see, it's gonna be Varnak. You're gonna need to give me a reflex save. Daru needs to give me a reflex save, and I'm need to, I need to make a reflex save for the Stone Horse. Stone Horse gets a 25. Varnak gets a 23. So the Stone Horse critically succeeds. It's saved. 19. Varnak succeeds. So does Daru. <laughs> So you're both going to take half of this damage. So you take two points of cold damage as that rat just bursts into a frozen ball of fur and debris hits you. It dies. You did. Daru, that was your first action, right? Second. That was your second, okay. So this will be my third action to swing at the other one and probably kill it, you know? 16 to hit. 16 hits. 12 damage. Jeez. Big hit on that rat. Does not kill it, but it is very badly hurt. Good turn, Daru. Next up is the orc that was outside that was outside of the stone horse's cage. He runs across the yard. You guys can't see this, really. The stone horse is in the way. But he runs across the yard. It is now Varnak's turn. Well, I am going to start out by just hoping I can take this guy out without it designating as my hunter prey because I want to use that action. So I'm just going to take one swing with my battle axe at him first. Nope. Natural one. Bad choice. That'll miss. Uh, second action, I will use my hunt prey. Third action, I will attack this guy with twin takedown. So we got a 19 to hit. 19 does hit. So we will deal him 5 damage. 5 damage? will kill that rat. And as you slice across its body with your battle axe, it also explodes into a burst of frozen fur. I need a reflex save from, same as before, from Varnak, from Daru, and from the large horse. Varnak gets a 26. Okay, Daru? No, it's 20. Gets a 20, large horse gets a seven. So, you guys will take half of this damage again. Horse would I don't suppose a 26 is a critical success. It is not. Dang. Another two damage. No, I lied. 26 is a critical success. So do I take no damage then? So you take no damage. Sweet. Daru will take two damage. Varnak takes no damage. Horse takes four cold damage. Varnak, is that all of your turn? That is all of my turn. Alright, we got two dead rats, yet there are two orcs, and one large stone horse remaining. So that orc 
was the one that had the javelin out. He'll stride to here. He's gonna throw a javelin at Varnak, but the big stone horse is really getting in his way. So he's gonna take uh, negatives to this and completely biffs it. Gets a six total. The javelin just flies, flies right past you, Varnak. And he's gonna use his third action to draw his knuckle dagger and then hang out behind the horse. Hope he doesn't get kicked. Speaking of the horse, it's its turn. Speaking and, of getting kicked. Yeah, speaking of getting kicked, he is first going to make a, a hoof attack against Varnak. Gets a 25 to hit. Yeah. Deals Varnak 12 damage. Ow. Ooh. And then he is going to use his second hoof attack against Daru. Get a 19 to hit. Yeah. And then deals six damage. Minus two. Did you get healed to full after that last fight? No, I have five temporary hit points from the mutagen, and I also oh. have resistance two from the bark skin. Nice. Third action, it's gonna try to attack Barnak again. Gonna get a three, which misses. No, no. Then after that, it is Plum's turn. All right, well, we're going to have some real fun here because we're again going to try Hydraulic Push. But now that there's an orc immediately behind the horse and a pit of boiling mud or something right behind the orc, this could get real fun. Um, All right. So we're going to throw a Hydraulic Push at Mr. Horse and just hope for a good roll. Here goes nothing. Don't fuck it up, Plum. Hey, I roll a 15 to get a 23 to hit the horse with Hydraulic Push. 23 hits the horse. Fantastic. And that is going to be 3d6. I roll 11 damage on the 3d6. Wow. And okay. the horse is pushed back five feet. So however you want to rule that with the orc right behind it and the pool of mud right behind the orc, I think it would be hilarious if the horse got pushed back five feet, pushed the orc back five feet, and the orc fell in the mud. So here's what's going to happen. You are, in fact, going to push the horse back five feet. Now that orc is directly behind the horse, and yes... It will also get pushed five feet back. Hell yeah. Now, the orc is going to fall into this uh, bubbling pit of sludge. So first he has to make a fortitude save, which he fails horribly on. Is it a horrible fail or just normal fail? Just a normal fail. Okay, so he fails on. He's going to end up taking 2d4 points of acid damage, and he is now sickened. One. <laughs> that went pretty well for you. Yeah, so you end up pushing the horse back five feet, and the horse kind of rears up a bit to try to resist it, and ends up bumping right into the orc and just falls right into this pit. And uh, you immediately hear his skin begin to sizzle. Oh, that's gross. Falling into this mud pit. I... Uh, I'm sorry, that seems really terrible. I didn't really want that to happen, but you attacked us, and I'm sorry, but I'll try and put you out to your misery quick. All right, Plum, well done. That was one That's action. A good term. Uh, that was two actions. Third, Third action. action. Third action. I am going to activate Roxy, and Roxy is going to spend two actions concentrating, and that will regen me one focus point. Whoa, okay. Is this a new master ability? That is the master ability I took for today. What's it called? Uh, I think it's called uh, Familiar Focus, I believe. That's really cool. So Roxy just get, regenerates a focus point for you? 
I can read it here. It is indeed called Familiar Focus. Once per day, your familiar can use two actions with the Concentrate trait to regen one focus point up to your usual maximum. You must have a focus pool to select this. That's really fucking cool. Yeah! So what was your focus spell? My focus spell was the elemental toss that I used early on. Um, oh, the one that has one action. It's only one action, which I like, so when I really need to deal damage, I can throw out two spells in one turn using that. Got it. And I am done. Alright, then after that, it is Vorn's turn. Heal, two action for the most heals possible. To whom? The guy that took all the fucking damage. Varnik. Varnik, you're getting healed. Yay. I rolled a two, but it's plus eight, so ten. Nice. I'll take it. Nice. HPs is H- HPs. And third action, I'm going to actually move up closer to Barnack and uh, Daru. Duh. All right. Then after Vorn, it is Daru's turn. How yeah. tall is the shrubbery? Or is it like a wall? Of like- it's a wall. It's not something that you can look or see over. Look how tall. 15 feet tall? One second. One second. <laughs> you gonna I jump over it? <laughs> I would need to roll like a forty to do that. Okay. Well, I'll just step up to this guy about ten feet, and I'll smack the horse with my warhammer. Smack the horse. Oh shit! I'm insane tonight. <laughs> That's uh, twenty-seven <laughs> to hit. That's another critical hit. Eighteen oh, nice. damage. Jeez, Daru, you're just knocking them out. You end up hitting the horse right in its chest, and it crumbles to dust. Frick yeah. Wow, well done. And I'll just pursue this guy and try to, like, hover over, prevent, like, I'm going to keep him down there, but I'll be done. Okay. He tries to oh, climb you can just out. shove, you like, you can shove him. I could <laughs> shove him. Nice has the Oh, that is hilarious. Just continue to push him in. Oh, just, I feel like that might that be a little. It's the worst death ever. <laughs> that would be really shitty. Do it. All right. Well, it is uh, not that orc's turn, but his buddy's turn. And he's going to come around behind you to flank you with him. Now, his friend doesn't have any weapons drawn, but he is still and- threatening. Is swimming in a pool of sludge? I would say it's like less swimming and more he's like, he got pushed back into it. It's right on the edge. He's like in the shore of the acid. Yeah, yep, there he, he you didn't, go. He didn't like fall down when mm-hmm. he got pushed? No, he didn't fall down. He just uh, staggered. He got pushed back into it. He's maybe like up to his knees in it. But his buddy's going to come up behind Daru and he's going to punch at you with his uh, orc knuckle dagger. He's going to get a 12 to hit. I'm gonna say that's a miss. Well, that sucks. He's gonna swing at you again. Holy crap! I'm gonna say you missed. Roll a four. Miss. I rolled a natural one. I've been. My rolls have been real shit tonight. Hey, turn over the power. Yeah. Tables have turned since <laughs> last week. Yeah. No shit, right? All right. Well, then that's gonna put us back up at the top of the order. It's Varnak's turn. All right. Varnak's gonna start out by designating Orc One as his hunted prey. Action two is going to be a stride up to, you know, conveniently he set himself up for flanking for Daru and I. So I will flank with him. So we got this flanking conga line going yeah, now? Pretty much. Nice. Now we're going boy girl, boy girl. <laughs> and then I will use my third action. I will use twin takedown. 18 does hit. So we will deal him, ooh, 11 damage. 
Wow. Battle okay. axe. That was a big hit. And then we will take the light hammer. See if we can take him out. I get a 15 to hit him. Because it's flat-footed, yes. 15 does hit. So we will deal him an additional 6 damage with the hammer. And he, you see, you almost... Uh, Daru's almost distracting him for you. You slice him across the back with your battle axe and then just connect right in the soft spot at the top of the orc's head and it just crumples like a sack of potatoes. I'm just giving him a wet willy. Gross. <laughs> So right, this was well, a successful round. Yeah, I would say so. One orc down. It was the second orc's turn, and it doesn't want to be in this pit anymore. It's just stride action to get out of that. Free action to tell it to stand down. I'm a redeemer. I offer in. Watch, I will be given. I've literally one shot like three of his guys. You have. <laughs> Not quite. We, we've killed four out of five of his friends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this is, if he understands combat at all, I don't have. This is only like the third. This top a third round of combat too. That was fucking quick. Nah, it just speaks orc. Vorn, help me! It looks at you <laughs> and. I say hello in orcish. Hello, Loktar. <laughs> Loktar. <laughs> oh my god. How you doing? I'm just well, trying to have a conversation with it. Just tell it to fucking stop attacking. I flirt. I should not be the one to do this. No, it's gonna it's going to attack our boy Daru here. I tried. It's you gonna use can't an interact. Say that I'm gonna lose my No, I appreciate wrist. you trying. <laughs> it's it's first thing it's going to do is it's going to make a disarm check on Daru. Daru, this is gonna be against your um, reflex DC, okay? It's gonna make a disarm attempt. Yeah, no, what's my reflex DC? Your it's just like say plus reflex. ten. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's his athletics check versus your reflex DC, and I rolled a natural one, or sorry, a natural twenty. <laughs> natural twenty. We'll take it. <laughs> I'll drop my warhammer. Well, I'll be disarmed of it. Um. Yeah, and it's a critical success. Like, can you critically succeed on that? Yes. On the disarm. You Let's knock do, the like, item destroy. out of the opponent's grasp. It falls to the ground in the opponent's space. Um, what does a non-critical success do? Uh, just a regular success? This one's weird. You weaken your opponent's grasp on the item, and until the start of that creature's turn, attempts to disarm the opponent of that item, gain a plus two circumstance bonus, and the target takes a minus two circumstance penalty to attacks with the item or other checks requiring a firm grasp on the item. It's a little odd. Is that an attack or a skill? It is an, it's, a, it's a skill action, but it has the attack trait. Oh, okay. So when it's going to make its final action, which is going to be to hit you, it will be with the multiple attack penalty. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to swing at you with its knuckle dagger, and it's going to miss with a nine. Okay. All right, then it's Plum's turn. All right, so I could move to there with mm -hmm. two stride actions. I get past the brambles into the area where I can see Mr. Orc Brute number two. Okay. And I will cast... Yeah, wish I spoke orc. I will cast a Ray of Frost at him. Okay. Just nice and simple. Spell Did attack. It, didn't you say it was a two stride to get there? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so I will use my focus. You, you do have to remember, though, that this is 10 foot wide, this doorway. It's 10 mm -hmm. feet wide. You could probably stand north of Dar or of um, Vorn and Vorn. see it. You probably could. It's or use your focus. Point. Okay. Yeah, if you were right here, you'd be able to see it. Now, uh, Varnak is giving it cover. Yeah, I'll do what I did. I'll, I'll get up north of him. 
and I'll just use my one action to cast my focus spell uh, okay. that I had regained anyway. And um, spell attack roll. I roll a 10, get a total of 18. 18 does hit. So that is just a straight up 1d8 damage. I roll a 7. 7 damage. 7 points of bludgeoning damage, right? Yeah, from a, uh, a ball of water. Very hard water. That ends up hitting it right in the chest, and it falls down, and it doesn't get back up. Boom! We you should have listened, you dumb slut! <laughs> I was hey. trying to redeem you! There's no reason to slut shame you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to slut shame in our Pathfinder game. Sorry, I took it too far. She can do what she wants. We can orc shame. She could also die, though. Well, we killed you know, the shit out of her either way. We came out of that with all green health. I'm saying that was a it win. Was the most successful fight we've had. That was a hugely was. successful fight. <laughs> um, it went very well for you for a handful of reasons, um, most of which were dice rolls. I was gonna say it was uh, it was almost all dice rolls. Well, reason and, number one and is Daru making them was come rolling. to us. Yeah, that that made a big difference. Um, but Daru's dice rolls were hot, and mine were fucking awful. I couldn't hit you guys to save my life. As you guys are kind of like standing there, catching your breath after the combat, after the uh, the horse and the orc brutes and the icy rats go down, Daru and Plum are standing next to this acrid-smelling pit, and uh, a gust of wind comes and kind of blows some of that acrid smell and some of the steam coming off of that pit towards Daru and Plum. And I actually have both of you guys give me a reflex save. Gross. Uh, Plum will get a 15 reflex save. Okay. Daru? 23. Daru, you can kind of, like, the wind shifts and it starts blowing all this towards you. And uh, you can actually feel, like, this slight burning sensation on your skin. So you hop back out of the way real quick. Plum, it takes you a, little, a second longer to realize it, and by the time you realize that this is blowing acidic fumes towards you, uh, you're going to end up taking four points of acid damage. Motherfuck. First damage I took in this whole combat, and we're out of combat. I move away from the damn thing. I move to the north, away from this gross cesspool pit of acid. Does it have any glowing attributes like the water? Nah, this one's dark and tarry, almost. Is this just your typical run-of-the-mill pit? Like, tar pit? Uh, tar pit, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say typical <laughs> run-of-the-mill tar pit, but it is. it does, you know, visually, yes. It's and a tar I, pit for reasons other than tar. The fuck Gross. does that mean? You think on it. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> there appears to be a path to the north. I would like to investigate the path to the north. Is there anything to the south, or is the map just not fully in there yet? Like in the no, third pin? Yeah. Well, if Daru's going there, I'll go follow Daru. I'm going to go dive into the tar pit. You gross bastard. Did you miss the part where I dealt plum damage with it? It's a mud bath, isn't it? <laughs> For orcs. <laughs> and Vornstead. Mud Vornstead. bath and beyond. Oh, God. So, yeah. plum, Daru, what are you two doing? We're going to go check out what's out back there in that corner. If we die in here, Daru, I'm blaming you. And here, it's just a little pen. As we go toward whatever is going to be revealed down there, I would like to make a perception and a stealth check. Do you want the stealth check to be secret? I want them both to be secret. Oh my goodness. Okay, here is my secret stealth. And here is my secret perception. For the listeners, I don't know what I got. 
Not at all. I do. Daru, that, I want you that to would do be the, the definition thing. of secret. Secret, yeah, secret. Yes. Secret, secret. I rolled it secret. Alright, Daru's not going in stealthily, he's just walking up. Yeah, I don't stealth. I literally have noisy on my, t- my armor. <laughs> Good point. As you kind of start walking back there, it's really too dark. It, it leads back into a cave, the pen does, when you open it up. It's a dark cave, however, you see a warm, flickering light almost like a flame coming from deeper within the cave. You can't really see where it's coming from exactly, but it's back there. Daru, you hear what seems to be the sounds of an animal in distress. I would say kind of like small whine, whining noises. Yeah, there you go, like that. <laughs> How high is the ceiling in this cave? I would say it's about eight feet tall. The wounded baby dragon. Oh, hell yeah. Let's take its scales. You you also notice, uh, Daru on this one, that the walls are blackened with what appears to be soot. It's thicker black at the top. As it works down, it gets lesser. In fact, you might notice that there might just be a thin covering of smoke at the ceiling of this cave. Yeah, so the orcs have been living in this cave and been, like, having campfires and stuff in there, I guess. Seems like much more of a reasonable... Seems like a much more reasonable explanation than dragons. Or sex parties. No, I like sex sex parties. parties. I think sex parties is accurate. Thanks. He knows orcs. Is there a check I can make to see if there are sex parties happening? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and make a lore sex party check. I'm an expert in that. I might have that. Does engineering count? I can engineer a sex party. <laughs> no. I can engineer a sex toy. Do you guys go deeper into the cave? I mean, I'll cast light on Daru's shield and let him go deeper into the cave. Oh, hell yeah. I'm curious. And, then, and tell me what's in there before I come in. Let's get deeper then. Get deep. Stepping inside the cave, a cloud of smoke hovering around the ceiling becomes completely visible. And curled up in the back of the cave is a... Sp- is a cat that looks to be on fire. Nice. It, like glares, never... it glares at the sight of another creature entering, letting out a weak snarl that fades into a plaintive yowl. Well, put it out, the poor thing. I'm gonna uh, show. I'm gonna share a picture with you guys. So it doesn't want to be on fire. I don't it's not like a, a hell count. Fire. A hell count. Well, that looks like a cat that's supposed to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a fire cat. It is. You, you, were, you were describing a very distressing image, and now it's just badass. No, it is distressing. It is distressing. Obviously, this it's a leopard. It's still technically a cat, but obviously this leopard is in pain. Oh, they like were doing experiments on the poor thing, and now it is just a fire leopard. I see. So I've somewhat been following them towards this cave. Can I see this thing and do like a nature check to see if I can tell what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Vorn wanders in. Hey guys, what's going on in here? Hey, there's a cat on fire. Nat 20. Ah. <laughs> I rolled out a 28. <laughs> of course you did. You know all about fire cats. <laughs> you know they shouldn't exist. Yeah, I was gonna say, this, one's, this one's rough because uh, yeah, this this doesn't occur in nature. Um, then I'll just use that natural 20 to, 20 to push the revulsion that this creature would make you feel for, like, how could anybody do this? 
to a leopard. This has obviously been experimented on. It is just a normal leopard, but it's been experimented on to the point where alchemically it produces fire around its skin all the time. Like, I feel really bad for it, but at the same time, if we kill it and take its skin and the skin just stays on fire all the time, that could make for something pretty cool. Ray of Frost. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm putting it out, out of its misery. Putting it out of its fiery misery. Uh, I pee on it. Uh, well, 10 uh, would have been an 18 total. Okay, and this is for spell attack roll? Correct. Give me a second. Does it not have a stat block? Are we not supposed to kill it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What's your plus to damage? Uh, it's a static 4. It's a d4 okay. plus 4. So, Vorn, seeing this uh, leopard uh, constantly on fire, and it looks to be in pain, decides that the best course of action that he can take is to put the animal out of its misery. You aim a uh, frosty bolt of energy right at the leopard's head and you completely freeze it solid. The leopard is dead? Yeah. Poor little kitty. Is its skin still on fire? No, it's encased in fire. It's encased in ice now. Oh. Well, if we go chip off the ice... I'm going to slowly walk up to it and then uh, stomp on its head. Just in case, right? Shattered ice, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be... It, I don't want it to be on fire and frozen. I mean, that, if it's still living at all, I mean, that's just terrible. Then, uh, Vorn turns back towards the entrance of the cave, stepping over shards of frozen leopard brain. There's nothing else in this, uh... Nothing else in, this in cave. the cave? Nope. I feel like there was something else we were supposed to do with that, but it's done. It's done now. It's, it's, it's done. My bad. It does look like there's another, um, path up to the north. Do we want to check out these other two pens first? Maybe we should do that. I'm gonna go check out the pen to the east and make a perception check and see what I can find in there. And this That's is where the icy rats were being kept. The icy rat pen. I only get a seven on my perceptions for bad. You find rat droppings. Sounds about right. Except for you don't know the rat droppings. You just think it's dirt, so you step all over it. Nah, nah, nah. There's rats on chips. I'm, I'm used to this shit. Okay, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll look at the pen to the north where the stone horse came from. You 25. You find uh, there's some hay that's in here. It's definitely uh, has been kept by a horse. Um, you see some odd, odd piles of rocks randomly. I pick it up, not knowing what it is, and <laughs> wanting to examine it. Is this rock horse droppings? Oh if, yeah, if stone horse drop. I love it. It's if you be. if you were to guess, it does. It looks like horse poop, except for they're like it's like it's almost like a sandstone. So a check I can make on it. Uh, for to find what more information than that. Yes, I want to know what this is and if it's worth anything. <laughs> Someone will pay for stone horse droppings that are little rocks. I, I think most people would look at you and go, oh yeah, sure, you found some rocks in the fucking mountains and now you're trying to sell them off as stone horse shit. We got a stone horse that I can drag with me. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we make our money. <laughs> um, sell this shit. Alright, let's go check out this north path. Vorn puts a couple of uh, rock droppings in his pack. Just gonna save these. I want everybody to give me a perception check. Ugh, nine. Gross. 27. Varnak gets an 18. Vorn, as you walk up to the mouth of the cave entrance that goes north from this yard, you hear a couple of things. 
you hear what sounds like bubbling liquids. Like, not just a bubbling liquid, but several bubbling liquids. And it sounds like maybe there's a fire in here. Bubbling liquid and fire? Goodness. Well, I mean, the fire boils the liquid, so... Oh, I wasn't thinking of it like that. That makes a lot more sense than what was in my head. There's a fire, and then next to it, a bubbling liquid. <laughs> I was... I was definitely thinking it of it like a, like a, like a babbling brook. Well, let's go investigate. Yep. You go first. By you, I mean anybody who's not me. Yeah, I'm not and going. I'll, I'll, you're not going at all? I'm not going first. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go first. Leverage. I just want to be able to see what I can see. So from here, it definitely seems like back into the cave system here, there are some lights that are back here, maybe some lit torches. But it's a, a small winding tunnel that goes back. You can't see into wherever it goes, though. All right, well, Varnak will move forward. I will also move forward at a safe distance behind. What do you consider a safe distance? Um, let's go 10 feet behind. 10 feet behind. Okay. Varnak, you walk in then? Yes. Yep. The bright light from outside is replaced by flickering torchlight in a narrow passageway cut deeply into the hillside. Suddenly, the passage opens into a broad natural cavern containing a series of large tables on the far side of the room. A series of alchemical experiments, most bubbling and frothing as they cook, are arranged atop the workspaces. Well, this sounds interesting. And you see that kind of in the middle of the room, there's also a large cauldron with a bubbling concoction. And it looks like you see along some of these tables are, you know, all, all of the different components of an alchemist's lab. There's a lot of equipment that's in here. And standing around all of a uh, couple of the tables are two orcs that are kind of in leather smocks. They have goggles on and some uh, leather gloves. And as soon as you guys walk into the door here, or in through the cavern, one of them kind of puts his head up, goes, oh, long out of And then the other one sticks his head up and they look at you, and we're gonna roll for initiatives. Uh, Plum gets a 19 initiative. Ooh, a big 26 for Varnak. Nine. 16. The first orc, the one that's uh, closest to everybody, closest to the cauldron, he uh, goes and grabs a random flask from the table that he's working on. Oh, friend, we're not here to fight. I say an orcish? Does that do anything? Hold on, I'm counting range increments right now. One sec. Damn it, no! <laughs> so the first one grabs a bottle from the work table, and you see him just kind of rear back and throw it at the entrance where Varnak is. Varnak, does a 21 hit you? Yes. 21 hits you? Okay. That's only one range increment for him. So does a, nine, does a 19 hit you then? Yeah, 19 still hits, but... 19 does still hit, okay. We did find out it's a minus two per range increment over the first. As this flask hits you and it shatters open and suddenly this big like ball of electricity encompasses you and it shocks you. This is a uh, lesser bottled lightning. That's cool. 
I need to take a look at the Alchemist class. That that it just sounds so cool. There are so many fucking alchemical items. Varnak, the lightning is going to cause you five electricity damage. And uh, Daru, you take one point of electricity damage because you're standing next to Varnak. Bro, you just got splashed with lightning. Static electricity. Static splash. Static splash. So its first action was picking up the uh, alchemical item from the table. Its second action was throwing it, and his third action is going to pay be to pick up another alchemical item from the table. Then after that orc, it is Varnak's turn. Yeah, this really sucks. Because of how far away they are, I can't attack either one of them this turn. Yeah, no matter what I do, I can't get to either one of them without taking all three move actions. Which it looks like is exactly what you do. Which, I mean, I don't really have any other choice, so I'm going to get up in this guy's grill. So I will take all three move actions to move 55 feet. Right up to the one who threw the bottled lightning at you? Yep, yep. I don't like that guy, so... Understandable. All right. After Varnak, it is... Orc number two's turn. He is going to... Uh, he's going to pick up an item uh, from the table. It, it looks like he's hes not exactly picking at random. Um, he takes a moment to see what he's doing, but he picks it up with one action. And with his second action, he throws it at Varnak. And... Varnak, this isn't a vial that he picks up to throw at you. This is a, a, a small... Well, it looks to be maybe a leather pouch. And... It's a bag he, of stone horse poo. It's Caltrops, actually. <laughs> actually, Caltrops. Um, he misses, and the bag that he throws at you flies over your head. He doesn't compensate for your height. He's not used to that. It hits on the other side of you, and uh, as the pouch hits the floor, it kind of splatters into this gooey, black, bubbling substance. Gross. He kind of curses because he missed you, and he goes to pick up another item from the table. And then that is his turn. Plum, you're up. All right. Well, I am going to need to move to get around this corner here to be able to see anything. Yeah, you're too deep in the hallway to see this. If I move to here with my 25 feet of movement, do I have a line of sight on orc number one that uh, Varnak is in combat with? Yes. Okay. So that is what I'm going to do. Try and get a little bit of focus fire here. Maybe... Maybe. So if I look at this table, the big table that they're like throwing, pulling stuff off of, is uh, stuff just like sitting on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's out, there's out chemical stuff all over the tables. I like. I think I nope. think I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I've got a new idea. So I want to like move to here. Mm -hmm. And tell me if I were to use gust of wind, which is a sixty foot line. Uh -huh. Can I blow all the things that they're trying to pick up off the table off the table and out of their reach? It's a line, you said, let, right? Let me let me read how it works to you. Okay. The wind extinguishes small non-magical fires, disperses fog and mist, blows object of light bulk or less around, and pushes larger objects. Yeah, I would say absolutely then. Is it a five-foot wide line, or...? Yeah, show me the yeah. line on the map, and we'll uh, we'll talk about what happens. It would be, I guess. Um, like that. I'm hitting most of the table like that. That's a 55-foot line. That's two actions, right? That would be two actions, yeah, because I used one action to move to where I'm at. 
Plum puts his hands together and then uh, spreads them apart, and this gust of solid wind goes across the table, filled with alchemical reagents, bubbling flasks, and the whole nine yards, and a bunch of it flies off of the table, and some of it kind of veers off to the right and ends up hitting the orc Hell that's yeah. on the other side of the room. It's going to be a goddamn uh, firework display. David, I want you to roll two d20s. Two d20s. I will roll two d20s. Um, I roll a 7 and a 17. Okay, so uh, I'm going to need you to look up stuff for me because okay. I'm, I'm, I, want, I want you to be the one to resolve this. Randomly okay. off the table blows a Tanglefoot bag and a Lesser Alchemist's fire and blows right towards the orc that's on the other ah, side of the room. That's perfect! <laughs> so I want you to go ahead and do the damage for those. Okay, well let's start with the Lesser Alchemist fire. Um, the bomb deals 1d8 fire damage, 1 persistent fire damage, and 1 fire splash damage. So the splash isn't applicable, there's nothing standing next to him that it's going to make a difference on. Alright, I'll roll 1d8 fire damage. Let's see it. I roll a 1, so he takes 1 fire damage, and now also has 1 persistent fire damage. A Tanglefoot bag. Let's see here. This one's a little bit different. The creature takes a status penalty to its speeds for 1 minute. It's a minus 10 foot penalty. Looks like it. The target can end any effect by escaping or spending a total of three interact actions to carefully remove the sticky substances. They don't have to be consecutive. And don't. other creatures that. can uh, provide those actions as well. So he ends up getting just pelted with this lesser alchemist fire and this tanglefoot bag, and he just kind of puts his hand up and he roars in confusion. Very well done, Plum. That was all Loved three it. actions, right? Yes, that is all three actions I've done. All right. Then Daru, you are up next. I'll move up to this guy that Varnak was about to fight. Two okay. Movements, and I will swing at said creature or orc. We will roll a whopping 11 to hit. 11 misses. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Then, after Daru, it is Vorn Storm. Whoa. I'll move further into the cave as my first action. And then I will fire off a ray of frost at the one we're focusing on. Well, the one that Barnack and Daru are on. Roll an 8, get a 16, and apparently that... 16 does miss. Alright, then after Vorn, we go back to the top of the order, round 2. And it is the orc that is currently getting his business messed with by Daru and Varnak. So what the orc does is he actually uses his first action to move over to the other side of the table. He's going to use his second action to get underneath the table and push it and all of its alchemical ingredients and everything <laughs> over onto Varnak and Daru. <laughs> and I need both Varnak and Daru to both give me reflex saves. Let me know if you need any more alchemical items looked up. We'll see how Varnak this goes for these guys. Varnak gets a 19 on his reflex save. Okay, Daru? 10. Gets a 10. Okay, so Varnak, you roll 1d20. And Daru, you roll 2d20s. 
Varnak, you get hit with a lesser alchemist's fire. 1d8 damage. Daru, you also get hit with a lesser of alchemist's fire. And a lesser tango footbag. Well, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Um, so first, Varnak, you take one point of fire damage from the lesser alchemist's fire. Okay. You also have uh, persistent one fire damage. And Daru, you're going to take six points of fire damage. And you also have one persistent fire. Well, after that orc tips over the table and scuttles out of the way, Varnak, you're up. So he doesn't have anything. Does he still have something in his hand? Like a weapon or something? Well, like you said that last time he had picked one up. Before. Yeah, they've been picking him up off the table, yeah. Are you looking for a weapon of some kind on it? He's yeah, not holding right. any weapons right now. Okay. He has what looks to be like one of those orc uh, orc knuckle weapons, the knuckle knives. What the hell are they called? Orc knuckle dagger, that's what it is. Varnak's going to go up against this other one. One action to move up to it, one action to declare it as hunter's prey, and then third action to do my twin takedown. So we will start with the battle axe swing. Uh, we'll get a 17. 17 hit. does hit. Nice. We will do 10 damage to him with the okay. battle axe. And then I will use my light hammer and we will get a 19 to hit. So I'll Which assume hits. that's going to hit. And we will do 6 damage with that one. Okay. So, total of 16 damage between the two. Done some pretty good damage to this guy here. I want you to go ahead and take your persistent fire damage and make that flat check to see if you uh, get rid of it. Flat check a 10, so I fail. Does not do it. Well, it is that guy's turn now. The one that you just sliced with your axe and smacked with your hammer. He takes a step back with an action. He is holding something that he picked up off the table earlier. Okay. And uh, he throws it at you. Gets a 16 to hit you. That will be a miss. And it, it goes and flies off behind and hits the cave wall and bursts into a short ball of flame. And for his third action... Suck it, Orky. Right? <laughs> he's going to uh, he's going to actually scramble over to the other side of the long desk that's just to his backside and make it over with no problem as he scrambles over the top of this desk to put some distance between himself and the crazy dwarf with the great axe and the hammer. And don't forget, he also has one persistent damage. Just a battle axe. He does have one persistent damage, so he's going to take that and then attempt to resist. He fails with a 12. Then that's going to lead us over to Plum Pargeter. I'm going to take a step action to get kind of in line of sight of Mr. Trying to Run Away Orc. Um, I'm just going to launch a ray of frost at the guy. Um, Which one? Orc number two, the one that's now taking damage. The one that's um, so, kind of taking cover on the other side of... He's not actually taking cover the action, but... Right. Yes, on the other yep. side. The one who jumped to the other side. He can run away from uh, from Varnak, but he can't run away from a Ray of Frost. So, spell attack action. Ooh, I roll a nat 20. Nat 20! Is that first uh, Ray of Frost crit we've ever had? It's, I th think it's my first Ray of Frost crit. Incoming damage... That is going to be 14. 14. 14 points of damage. 
the orc stumbles and he kind of clutches at his chest where the ray of frost hit him and he shakes it off. He looks like he should have gone down with that blow, but he did not. So part of the critical success for Ray of Frost is that they take a 10-foot uh, status penalty to its speed for one round. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I don't know if those stack, but... Uh, the, the Tanglefoot bag is just a untyped minus 10-foot penalty. So yeah, they totally stack. Fantastic. Cool. Alright, so that guy is, he's just, he's moving really slowly right now. And he looks like he should be down, but he is still standing. Then after, well, Plum, you just two actions yeah, for Ray of Frost, right? Yeah, I had to take a step action, I think, to get around that rock. Oh, you did. For line of sight, so yeah, I'm done. Got it, alright, then after Plum, it is Daru's turn. What kind of actions would be just, probably get to Orc 1 here, like, my move is down to 20, so could I... Well, he made an athletics check to, uh, to scramble over the top of that long desk. I'll do the same. Alright, go ahead and give me athletics. 26. You're able to hop over that pretty nimbly, actually. Desna puts a little butterfly into you. Get it out. So is that one action? Yeah, that's one action. Alright, well then I'll swing with the second action. A 27 to hit? 27 is a critical hit. I will okay. do some damage. <laughs> These guys are just getting their shit wrecked. Twelve damage. Twelve damage, huh? Oh, all right. Well, then, Daru, is that your turn? Yeah. Do you take your damage? Yeah. Go ahead and just do your flat recovery check, see if you make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 20. That 20 on the die, you are no longer taking that one persistent fire damage. My athletics jump just kind of, like, washed it all off of me. <laughs> Then after Daru nimbly leaps over the table to smack this orc in the forehead, it is Vorn's turn. Okay. Uh, Vorn's gonna move first first action towards orc number one to get in range to Tempest Surge. And I need a reflex save. Good old Tempest Surge. Alright. Reflex save? Yep. Okay. He rolls a one on the die. For a total of 10. Does Tempest Surge criti- have a critical failure rules on it? Yeah, that's a critical failure. That's, that's what I need to see here. No, it just says what happens on a regular failure. It doesn't say anything about critical. Oh, that's too bad. Is it? Wait, does it say it's a basic reflex save? It does. Th- then that means they take double damage. Okay. Yeah, it's a target must attempt a basic reflex save. The basic goes if you succeed, it's half damage, fail, full damage. Critically succeed, no damage. Critically fail, double damage. So he will take 2d12 and then be clumsy 2 for a round and also take persistent electricity damage. Well, shit. I get 10 damage for the 2d12 and then he's clumsy 2 for the round and 1 persistent electricity. I was like, you rolled a critical hit, except for I rolled a critical failure, so it's gotta be, it's weird to get a critical, like a critical success based on somebody else's failure. Yeah, it's not as satisfying, to be honest. That's what I was curious about. (laughs) I I got a roll to die, but it was like, I I didn't deserve it. (laughs) I mean, it also makes sense, like you try to duck out of the way and you trip and fall. Or something like that. It's like no, I, I like it. 
I can see why you can critically fail on those things. It's just interesting. That's not something that I've ever had to like deal with in an RPG before, where if I really, really fuck up a save, it's basically the same thing as a critical hit against me. Yep. Well done, Vorn. Uh, anything left in your turn there? Uh, no, that's all three of my actions. Then the order is going to go back up to the top. So the orc that Daru just ended up smashing in the face... Um, on the other side of the overturned table, goes and runs around Daru, scrambles over to the other side of the table, and positions himself oh God, on the no. other side of the bubbling cauldron. Oh no. oh no. That's in the room, and puts both of its hands up, it gets it, and tips the cauldron over on to Daru. Daru, no! Um, I hope he burns his hands and dies. Yeah, because that's what's going to happen. We're going to roll a d20, and it's going to determine what type of potion is in this cauldron. What type Tangle of foot. alchemical Tangle weapon, foot. right? <laughs> so I'm trying to decide, am I going to roll that d20, or is Daru going to roll that d20? Daru. Ted. What? Make it a bestial mutagen. Just make it so Daru is actually now badass. <laughs> Just turns him into a fire leopard. This is how you become the Hulk. <laughs> this is how you become the superhero. This moment right here. This is my origin story? Yeah, it turns out <laughs> this campaign is actually Daru's origin story. Alright, the concoction that's in this bubbling cauldron is actually the catalyst reagents for a bottled lightning. Hell yeah. Shock me. Turn me into Why Thor. Why couldn't it be like a healing potion? Why couldn't it have been a healing? Well, if you had rolled a 19 or a 20, it would have been a healing potion. So, this... Hero pull. Lesser Bottled Lightning is going to deal damage as though you were hit by three of them. You know what, actually, you're going to need to give me a reflex save. I am a high jumper. I could probably dodge this shit. A hero point. He's a hero point? What'd you get? I got 10 the first time. My hero point will be 18. All right, with an 18, you succeed. So... You're only going to take damage as though you were hit by one of these lesser bottled lightnings. And Daru, you take six points of electricity damage. So now I'm Thor? Yes. To me, you are. All right. Damage that, has been dealt. That was that orc's turn. This one does not have any sort of persistent damage. So it's now going to be Varnak's turn. How tall is this bench that he jumped over? A standard desk, like three feet high. I want to try to do a long jump on top of it to on top of it. I don't know if a long jump would work as much as a high jump would need to work. I, don't, I, I, can't, I guess I can't see somebody long jumping onto a taller surface. It's not really the point of a long, long jump. I mean, right? it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of a combination of both. I'm trying to jump. I mean, in order to jump far, you have to still jump up. Well, yeah. So what's the what's the difference though? What's the difference between making a long jump and a high jump, and why are you arguing well, for a long jump? Well, I mean, either way, I mean, a high jump, you're trying to just jump like straight up and grab onto a ledge or something like that. Whereas, like a long jump, you're trying to jump a distance. Right. But yeah, I also need to get a little bit of verticalness to it, also. So I'm not really sure how. I would say I would still say it's a high jump. Since you're trying to cross a distance vertically as opposed to crossing a distance horizontally. So you're trying to make a 15-foot 
long jump. I think long he can do that jump. with the feet. There's no reason he couldn't do that. As long as yeah. he rolls the 15 DC, because I think it's just how far you're looking to do it. What's the DC for it? Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's one to one. The DC of a long jump is equal to how far you're trying to jump. Right. So 15 feet, so did DC 15 athletics check? Yeah. Alright, buddy. Make your check. Going for looking cool here. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to action point it. Because that's, <laughs> that's not cool. 24. <laughs> that, that was decidedly uncool. It was decidedly um, uncool to get a 13 instead of a 15. So. Yes. I'm gonna action point it so that I can look cool and leap. Basically, I just want to like scare the shit out of this guy. Leap on top of it with one action, and then just rain blows down on from from the table. You are gonna scare the shit out of him. Okay, then yeah, you successfully leap up onto the desk from 15 feet away and uh, go ahead and start raining blows down on this poor terrified orc alchemist. Uh, yeah, so I'll start with just a standard battle axe swing. And that's going to be a critical miss. That's awesome. All right. Uh, then we will go into my twin takedown. Which will start with the battle axe swing. Oh, my God. I look so cool jumping. <laughs> I get a nine to hit with my second attack. Okay. Then with my light hammer. Oh, six. Buddy. I looked cool doing it, at least. Hey, man, that jump was bitching. That's what's important. This orc kind of cowers down and uh, completely dodges all of your attacks. Now he's going to run away from me. At a minus 20 speed, so he ain't going to get far. No, he's not getting very far, really, at all. I mean, if it, if it was at least close, I could, like, argue high ground for a, a bonus, but none of those rolls were even close. Except so. your rolls all sucked. <laughs> all right, well, then, Varnak, uh, go ahead and take your persistent fire damage and then roll that flat check. I'm glad somebody remembers that. Nope, nine. Nope. All right. I, I had one good turn last turn. That, that's all I get. <laughs> just one turn per session. That's all you're allowed. Then the orc that got just completely taken aback, he takes a step backwards with his first action. With his second interaction, he draws a vial from his belt pouch. With his third action, he throws an alchemical bomb and does a 21 hit you, Varnak. Yep, it does. 21 hits. Then he is going to hit you with a lesser alchemist fire. He's going to deal you seven points of damage. You already have your one persistent fire damage, so he can't. you can't take another one. However, he takes his one persistent fire damage, clutches at his chest, and... Uh, Shakes it off. This orc is now wounded too. It is Plum's turn. Well, see, that's what I was figuring. It's like if I could just like hit him like three times and just take him out. Yeah, yeah. Go through that ferocity or whatever. And then I am, yeah, I am going to just try and take him out. I will another ray of frost at him. Okay. Uh, spell attack. I will get a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five hits. Fantastic. And you end up hitting him, and he does the same thing. He staggers, but he shakes it off. I deal him five damage, and he's what? Now wounded three? Wounded three at one HP. With my final action, I'm going to do something I haven't done for a while. I am going to raise shield. Oh. Well, then after Plum, it is Daru's turn. Um. All right, so like, is the cauldron like tipped on tipped. its side now? It's tipped over on its side now, yeah. All right, I'm going to make... Attempt a 20 athletics check to like use the cauldron and jump behind said orc number one. 
Could you run that by me one more time? I'm gonna jump on the cauldron and then jump off the cauldron. Got it. Okay. You could probably do that with a leap action. Dude, I have a feet, bro. It's so much cooler. Just okay. <laughs> Alright, you're right, you're right. You took a skill feet for it. Do your feet. Is that 20 DC you're trying now? Yeah. Alright, good luck. But it's hip. Looking cool during combat's all the rage. Just be careful. If you do make it, you end up uh, missing on all your attacks. <laughs> yeah, so I get right about here, and then I kick off of it and land right here. And then smash him in the face. Daru jumps up onto the cauldron, kicks off of it, does a front flip over the orc, lands on his feet, and then smacks him in the face. Oh, well, here we see if that's the case. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Natural one. That's very familiar. Very familiar. Jesus. Looking cool, not hitting shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Daru, very well done. That was fun. You still have another action, don't you? I guess. Oh, you do. Oh, alright. <laughs> uh, how about a 21? Better. Yeah, that's gonna hit. 21 does hit. I'll deal 9 points of damage. Boom, okay. So this guy hasn't started his whole orc ferocity bit yet. So he is now wounded 1 at 1 HP. Because he's staggering on the edge of consciousness. And that's gonna take us over to Vorn. So... I need you to confirm something for me. Are they within 30 feet of each other, the two enemies? I've been trying to count it, and I keep getting 30 on the dot. 30, yeah. That's I get exactly 30, yep. I electric arc them. Reflex saves. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. I don't think it really matters. They automatically take damage, though. They could critically succeed. That's true. Which they don't. They get a 17 and an 18, respectively. Okay. But they're both at 1 HP. Uh, yeah. So they're both going to go down. Now, Orc 2, the one that Varnak went and uh, jumped on the table in front of, he was on his last leg. He was wounded 3. Now he ends up falling permanently. He is dead. Nice. Dead. The other guy is wounded 2, and it is top of the order. It's his turn. What he decides to do is he takes... He uses an interact action to draw his orc knuckle dagger, and then he's gonna swing at you twice with it, Daru. You guys don't know how when to give up. They really don't. Daru, does a 13 hit you? No. On his second swing, 12 doesn't hit you either. No. And it's Varnak's turn. Well, now Varnak's gonna move over next to him. You hop down off the desk that you spent your hero point getting on top of? Yep. Yep, I'm gonna do that. So just jumping down, is that a full action? Yeah, I'll say it's part of your move. Okay. Down is easy. So, one action to move over, one action to mark him as my hunter's prey. Okay. And then third action, twin takedown. So we'll swing with the battle axe and get a 26. That will hit. And I guess damage probably doesn't really matter, but I do 12. Not really. He goes down, uses his ferocity, Brings himself to one hit point, and he is now wounded three. Okay, I will come back with my uh, light hammer with the offhand and get a 24 to hit. 24 also hits. Okay, we will deal him another... Jeez, I rolled max damage on both of those. Another 10 damage. All right, with the light hammer, you end up crushing his esophagus, and he falls.
Thanks for joining us here at the MinMax Podcast. We want to encourage you to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, at MinMax. That's M-N-M-A-X-E-D, as always. Many of the sounds you hear in the MinMax Podcast are provided by Sirenscape. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. Join us again next week as we continue our adventures into the fall of Plaguestone and Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Until then, we hope you have many great adventures of your own.